Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we have uh, quite a bit that actually has happened this week. Uh, You have Yeti says they will no longer sell products to the NRA Foundation. Also, there's a half-naked killer on the loose uh, in Tennessee. Went into a Waffle House earlier this morning and just pretty much shot up the entire place. And then... You have, man, got a company that's decided to close its doors, Slotfire, because they said, hey, we're going to shut down because they can see the writing on the walls. We're going to talk about that. And also Round Rock Independent School District. What's going on there? They just released a little statement on how they're going to try to help keep kids a little safer. Going to talk about that. And over in London, man, they're not shooting you. They're not stabbing you. They're actually pouring acid on you. London is getting so dangerous, it's actually worse than New York City. And they don't have guns. <laughs> We're going to talk about that and everything. And it's just going to be a look free-for-all. I think we'll just do a free-for-all. Nothing planned or anything like that. All right, so let's start off the bat. All right, so let's talk about, let's see, Tennessee. Let's dive into Tennessee. Oh, no, let's talk about Yeti. I want to talk about Yeti first. Because let's give you a little bit of background on Yeti. So Yeti last year decided that they were going to put up 30.06 and 30.07 signs um, at their flagship building on in Austin, Texas, uh, right here on Congress Avenue. And so and, and that's kind of odd, even though that's their right as a private business, they have a right to do that. And so but they are a sporting, you know, they're supposed to be in the sporting community. So they're supposed to be for, you know, your hunters and things of that nature. So you're supposed to be pro Second Amendment. You can't, I don't understand how they're going to decide, you know, to put up 30.06 and 30.07 signs. So then, you know, I reached out to them and reached out to their attorney and say, hey, you know, you guys have these 30.06, 30.07 signs. It says license holders cannot carry inside the Yeti flagship. You might want to, you know, possibly reconsider taking those down since you're supposed to be a, a pro Second Amendment, pro hunting you know, part of the pro-hunting community. And so they say, well, it's not up for debate. We're not going to take the signs down. You know, you're wasting your energy and pretty much hung up in my face. So then, you know, so we talked about it on social media 
And then the next day they retracted. Yeah, like, you put them on blast. <laughs> <laughs> so we we posted a little something about it, posted a picture of it and everything, and and it kind of went around the United States pretty quick, probably about within an hour. And then they decided, you know what, they're going to take those suckers down. So they took the 30.06 signs and 07 signs down and sent me a little letter, you know, explaining, you know, the circumstances and all that good kind of stuff. So here we are today, you know, a year later, and now they decide to do whatever, you know, some of these other companies are doing, uh, like uh, what's Dick's Sporting Goods. Dick's Sporting Goods came out this week and said, you know what, Dick says they're not only going to stop selling AR-15s and the accessories for them, the ones that they actually have in stock, they're going to destroy them. Yeah, hopefully they won't just cut the barrel down. It's sacrilege. Make it an SBR on accident. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> I hope they do do something criminal like that. We're not even going to tell them about it. I hope you do. You should just, yeah, cut the barrel down. That's what you should do. That'll yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> that'll get rid of it. Yeah, that'll solve your problem. So they're, they're going to actually destroy them. And I'm just, you know, trying to understand that business model. But hold on. You know, we'll get back to uh, talking about uh, Dick Sporting Goods. But first, I, I want to get on Yeti. So then Yeti says they're going to sever their ties from the NRA Foundation. And just so you know, the NRA Foundation, what they do is they actually support the sporting community by supporting the kids uh, in the different shooting programs. And they're, they actually raise money for those activities. So to say that you're not going to support, you know, the kids – and, you know, that foundation to help children so that kids have something to do um, and, and not wasting their time and, and sitting at home and doing other crazy things, maybe video games or whatever. They actually get out of the house and do something that's, more you know, athletic. So, you know, to cut away from that, you know, I thought that was kind of strange, you know, be, all because of what everyone else is doing. You have the Tide Pods kids that are coming out and they're saying, you know, we should do this. We need to do that. We need to ban guns, da, 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 da. And so Yeti is getting on that bandwagon along with Dick Sporting Goods. And, you know, and it's just madness. So we need to put it into this. Uh, by doing that, we have a choice. We have a choice on who we're going to shop with. You know, you as the sporting community, do you want to, you know, can let this continue? We need to stand up at some point, you know, because I I posted this story about Yeti online uh, yesterday morning, I believe it was. And someone came back and said, you know, is this fake news? I tell you what, you know, we're telling you this stuff is happening. You sit back and you're saying fake news. What's going to happen is you're going to wake up one day and you are not going to have your rights. They're going to march you right down the road, you know, to that little that little camp. And then then where are you going to be? So you can stand up now today and stand up and fight or you can sit here and mock what's happening, make fun of it, and, and we'll see what happens down the road. But history always repeats itself. So take a good look at history and see what happens. So, I mean, what do you guys thought on, on Yeti? Uh, and Good. I, I don't see a Yeti cup, so I was just making sure I didn't see a Yeti cup. Arctic all the way. Now. <laughs> yeah, Arctic is uh, so much more affordable than yeti and they're taking the opposite stance that yeti is arctic is coming out basically saying that you know hey they're pro 2a <laughs> instead of yeti oh so yeah i arctic. mean what's what's the libertarian stance on that you know because I, I do understand from a business you know 
as a business, you do have a right to say, you know what, I'm not going to do something. Now, you don't have to donate money to a particular organization or stuff like that. You don't have to do that, that sort of thing. So I understand that from a libertarian standpoint. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We, we're big on the uh, freedom of association, uh, both for individuals and then as, as businesses as well. So um, completely within their right, absolutely. Go ahead, uh, do that as if, if that's what you desire to do as a company. Uh, that doesn't absolve you of consequences to that. And if people are going to choose to no longer uh, give you money and, and uh, you know, shop at your stores, that's a consequence of the actions you take. So uh, as long as you're not looking to point the finger or try to get the government involved to uh, subsidize your decision making and you're willing to suffer the consequences of the free market, you know, do as you will and, and we'll see what happens. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Uh, they get to make their own decisions, and also they're going to open up the market, and I'm fine with that. And other companies, Arctic, I hadn't even heard of that, but uh, Arctic, R T I C. Oh, Arctic. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, open up the market, let other people come, let other people be competitive, uh, and yeah, that they, they are victims of their own choice, and that's that's fine with me. That's a good way to put it: victims of their own choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have um, – let's, let's take a look real quick of what's going on in Tennessee. So you have four people that were actually killed in Tennessee in the Waffle House this morning. Um, looks like the suspect walked into the Waffle House with no pants on and had a jacket or something like that on. And before he walked in, he actually shot two people that were standing outside. And then he went inside and just randomly just started shooting up the entire place, and he used an AR-15 uh, to do this. And – there was a guy that was inside the restroom that actually, you know, was trying to run from the shots, rightfully so. Uh, and then he was able to get close to the gunman, take his rifle from him and toss it across the counter. And then the gunman ran out the door. Uh, so and he's still on the loose right now as we speak um, outside of Murfreesboro in Tennessee. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, like the only thing I can tell, I, I'm looking at the the picture of the AR. It looks like just a regular AR-15, nothing uh, special about that so we'll see what the media comes out and what they say i'm sure they're going to come out and say it's an assault rifle and i'm waiting for you know the the typical uh i don't know the typical people to come out and just start saying the the same old rhetoric that they always say um and this is just seems like this is some guy that just randomly walked into just any business anywhere and just started shooting up the place just like anywhere and honestly i think uh, that is just the reason why more people should actually carry because uh, there's no way a person can use any tool. Which, I mean, would you agree to this? You can just use anything. Um, he could have d- grabbed his car and drove through the building if he wanted to. Sure. You know, no, absolutely. Um, and, we, and again, the guy that took the gun away from him didn't need a gun to do that. And I give him his due credit for having the courage to confront him and uh, having the wherewithal to take that gun away from him. I would have shot him in the face. Yeah, I mean, having a gun would have been ideal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But... This guy made not having a gun also work with with courage and his abilities. I mean, that's uh, I really commend that guy, and I hope they talk about that guy rather than wasting their time talking about guns. Yeah, and and what they're saying: some of the witnesses suffered cuts on their faces and shattered windows. Two more victims inside the restaurant were fatally shot. Uh, Chuck Cordora, who was uh, actually on break from his job at twenty four seven roadside serviceman, was about to walk into the restaurant when the shooting took place. He said he was very lucky. And what he did was he actually, I think he was the gentleman that actually ducked down uh, underneath his vehicle because he thought the gun was going to come to where he was because they actually got their cars around the same time. And 
he ducked behind, ducked down um, beside his vehicle when the gunman actually went inside. So he was able to run away. And, uh, and so and it, it's, it's, I wish the authorities would have definitely gotten there a lot sooner. But thank the, thanks to James Shaw Jr., 29, who actually was the guy that actually grabbed the gunman's gun and actually threw it across the counter, in which the guy then ran away, which is usually what usually happens in persons. When they're faced with someone actually is going to stand up against them, then they typically run away. Or when someone comes in with the gun, they definitely typically run away. Uh, so, you know, that's just a more reason why you definitely should carry and carry every day. And then if you don't, if you are going to carry, you definitely need to get some uh, Texas or U.S. law shield. Because uh, if something does happen, please show up, say the wrong thing, definitely get yourself in trouble. So right now it's just one suspect. Uh, this actually happened in Tennessee, and he is still on the loose. So, and we actually have people that are listening to us from Tennessee right now. So definitely stay indoors. Man, I got a call. We have some people that are listening in, in Kentucky right now and also in Ohio. So big shout out to my people that are uh, listening all the way in, you know, well, across the United States altogether. Really appreciate that. And definitely carry, carry every day, carry always. What do you think? <laughs> no? Yeah, no. Uh, if If it's, again, it's your choice to carry and... If you're caring and you're in a situation where you can save people's lives, then by all means, uh, use your firearm in a way that, that helps people and, and saves people. And if you don't have a gun, also, uh, I hope, you know, not, not that everybody is as fearless and courageous as this guy, but if you can do something, do something. Because I agree with what you said. This guy, once he's confronted, he's going to run away because this guy was a coward, you know, and and – yeah, if if you have a firearm, by all means, use it. If not, I'm not saying everybody should take the role of hero, but but I'm glad that there are people like that out there. Now, what do you, let's go back to Yeti for a second. What do you think we should do with Yeti? Should we throw our Yeti cups away? <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point, you've already purchased it. They've already made a profit off it. If it works for you, uh, and you you know you could scratch off the Yeti and still yeah use cover it. up I mean, the logo yeah, cover up the, the logo <laughs> just keep it and cover uh, up the logo <laughs> I mean if if it, it's completely again your choice if you want to throw it out that gives you some satisfaction go ahead and do it but I mean if it's if it's a functioning thing that that works for you you may not want to just throw it away since you already gave them your money scratch the logo off or tape over it or something like that and. Uh, you know, tell people. Are you going to throw your Yeti cup away? <laughs> hey, I mean, it works. Like you said. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. What's going to do? I'm not going to go Inquiring buy another minds, one like I was about to. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. Are you going to throw it away? I was going to go get the. Are you going to stand out? up for the second and say, you know what? They are. They turned their backs on the NRA and the children. They are you going to throw yours away? They did. I'm going to purchase further cups from Arctic. Oh, okay. But you're not going to throw that one away. Not going to take it to the gun range and shoot it? <laughs> hey, that that's, could be a better idea. That's yeah. kind of a good idea. Actually. That's a thought. <laughs> Let me know. You know, what are you going to do? Are you out there listening? Are you going to throw your Yeti cup away? Are you going to take it to the gun range? And I don't know. That may ricochet. I'm kind of worried about we'll that. Make one. a nice ping <laughs> on the AR. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually worried about ricochets when it comes to that. But what, what do you think we should do? Should we throw them away? Uh, you know, are you going to purchase a new one? Are you just done with them all together? You know, this is, you know, they fooled us once, you know, the first time, you know, we said, okay. And then now here we go. The second time, are we going to keep doing business with them? What are you going to do? Our call in number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere on the Radio.com app. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. So Yeti says they will no longer sell products to the NRA Foundation. They said, you know what? Forget the kids. We don't care about the children. (laughs) They don't need our money. All right. So Florida Alert was this alert was sent out by the NRA that says Yeti drops the NRA Foundation. It said for years, for years, Yeti coolers have been a hot item for sportsmen at the Friends of the NRA Foundation banquet and auction events around the country. These foundation events raise money to support youth programs and educational programs nationwide. The youth of America who benefit from these programs are the future hunters, hikers, fishermen, and women, bikers, campers, wildlife photographers, mountain climbers, sportsmen, women, and conservationists who will protect our natural resources and recreational lands. Suddenly, without prior notice, Yeti has declined to do business with the NRA Foundation, saying they no longer wish to be an NRA vendor and refuse to say why. They will only say they will no longer sell products to the NRA Foundation. They certainly, you know, and that certainly isn't sportsmanlike, is it? Is that sportsmanlike? I, I, I would not say that's sportsmanlike. Yeah. In fact, Yeti should be ashamed. They should have declined to continue helping America's young people enjoy outdoor recreational activities. And these activities enable them to appreciate America and enjoy our natural resources with wholesome and healthy outdoor recreational and educational programs. So and just so people know, the NRA Foundation is a 51 C3 nonprofit charitable organization. And like I said, what they do is uh, the, the purpose of this is to help the youth. And this is all about the kids, it's all about the babies. So. All right, what are you going to do with your Yeti? Are you going to shoot it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to finish my water out of it first. I, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's go to Facebook. Let's look at Facebook. Look at their Facebook page, Yeti's Facebook page. Someone pull that up for me. Got it. And I want to look at Yeti's. And, 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 and let's compare the two. So there's Yeti, and then what's the other company? Arctic. Arctic. So what? how many likes do they have? Uh, Yeti has 830,000 likes. Uh-huh. Hey, that's a lot of likes. That's a lot of likes. You know, that's, that's a lot, lot of likes. And they've been around for a while, so they should have a lot of they likes. They have, uh-huh. Big company, and, uh, all right. Arctic? Arctic Coolers. Hey, they are the top-selling roto-molded cooler on Amazon. Whoa. Uh-oh, they've surpassed Yeti? <laughs> wow. They have over 2 million likes. Nice. Half the uh-huh. price. And their latest <laughs> post, posted an hour ago. What's it? It's just a we love you picture of the Second Amendment oh. and <laughs> exactly how it's written. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, so Arctic's got jokes. <laughs> They're like, uh, by the way, we love the Second Amendment over here at Arctic. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, over four thousand shares. Oh man! And so, and let's so let's go to Yeti. What's hope? What's happening over there at Yeti's Facebook page? Over at Yeti's Facebook page. Do they have any like? Uh, any reviews? 
They took uh, those they down. They just shared a post. Let's look at some of the comments. Oh. Just on their last post. Okay, last post comments it's, on. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's just about some truck that's rolling around to their stores, and it's the dates that this truck is going. Oh. Okay. And the First comments? Post I see. Come As on. a lifetime NRA member, the mm. Yeti products I have will be trashed. Stick it to the very, <laughs> I will no longer support via purchasing and owning any Yeti product. Oh, <laughs> shame on you. Guy. Shame, shame, oh. Yeti. <laughs> Ooh, everybody's just saying... Had to jump into politics, did you? <laughs> well, you lost all my business. Oh. Uh, Keep another coming. guy says, I literally just bought a new spring edition cooler for my wife. And now? After hearing this, returned it and went with a real Texas Values Company Arctic cooler. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know why people... Oh, he, he hates on Austin as well. Next what? sentence, he says... Seeing that y'all are based out of Austin, this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all bad. We're not all yeah. bad. We're not all bad. <laughs> Mm. What you got? What else? Next guy says, I will no longer support your company due to the fact that you have dropped your relationship with the NRA. Ooh. Maybe we should have a burn your Yeti cooler day. Oh, <laughs> man. Bring your cooler uh, to the Capitol and burn it. Oh, no. Next uh, guy. I have two Yeti coolers and was going to buy the larger one this weekend, which is probably like 500 bucks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bought an igloo instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> oh, Ooh, man. Another one. Here's a good one. Smooth marketing move, Yeti. Disrespect your baseline customers. Ooh, womp womp. <laughs> Hope you can make up lost sales to the latte sipping urbanites who think camping is staying at a motel on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, we oh. we shouldn't be like Dick's Sporting Goods here. All oh, right? We no. don't destroy things that we don't agree with, right? Right. right. <laughs> so what they what people should do is just fill Yeti coolers full of ammo and take pictures and post them. I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking is is the good idea here. You know, why why waste it? You just know? fill it full of ammo. Oh yeah, fill it fill it full of ammo. Get some nice pistols posed in there and uh it'll look real nice and then if you get enough people to just post that to yeti's facebook and yeti's instagram or whatever they have you know and and uh take a nice nra bumper sticker and post it over the yeti symbol <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh man yeah every post on every one of their posts is now something negative. they're getting trashed yeah uh, and they used every to, they, single post they used to have uh their reviews up so i guess they took those reviews down and so now it's all that's a good idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all negative stuff on negative comments on their postings now oh wow. every single comment on their posts on every someone post. saying buy yeti wow and was literally on my way to Rural King to buy one of the Yeti Tundra 160 coolers from the boat. Luckily, I saw you decided that virtue signaling is more important to your <laughs> bottom line than profit. Virtue signaling. Oh, wow. You got, you got, you got to remember, you know, because the, 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 who is your base? You know, who's your foundation? Who are the people that are actually supporting you? Uh, uh, you know, some high schoolers that are, you know, <laughs> that are in school? Or is, is it going to be your hunters and stuff like that? And think about the topic. Think about the subject here. You know, we're talking about safety. If we're talking about taking care of, you know, or solving the problem, then why not? You know, and then they, we actually had a chance to look at Columbine this week because that was the day, the anniversary of Columbine, uh, April 20th, 420 was the day that people chose to protest and go to their respective capitals or whatever and walk out of school uh, to remember or protest the fact that we had a Columbine shooting, however you want to word that. So 
when you when you take a look at that shooting, there are a couple things about that. One, no one's talking about the fact that one of the guns that actually was purchased uh, or actually two of the guns that were purchased were purchased by one of the girlfriends of one of the shooters. And she did it at a gun show and she, you know, she purchased it for them and she was never even charged. So she was a straw purchaser. Yeah, she was never charged or anything. And she came across as being this person that was just naive and, oh, you know, if I would have known that what I was doing was something bad or they were doing something negative, then I never would have done it. Oh, ignorance of the law is no excuse and she should be punished You know, because some people died. And instead, they want to punish us. We didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't have anything to do with the Columbine shooting. So why should I suffer, uh, you know, and lose any of my rights or say that I can't purchase something or can't do something or can't have a, a certain capacity of magazine because this person did something? Why not punish her? She's the one that purchased the gun. Why is she not in jail? Hmm. Somebody tell me. It's a great question. Right. So, you know, there, there are things like that. It just, you know, just blows my mind. Um, and then another thing was, man, they were just like interview after interview. I was looking at some of these old uh, just interviews from the Columbine shooting. And it's just we've changed the narrative a little bit instead of saying, uh, you know what? We need to do something about bullying and things of that nature, because, you know, this shooting in Florida, the, obviously he did this on Valentine's Day. No one's talking about that. Valentine's Day, the day for lovers. He did this shooting at the Florida High School because there was a reason for that. He wanted to cause someone pain on Valentine's Day. He was hurting. Instead, we're, we're changing the narrative now. We're talking about walking out. Just walk out of school. And, and, and what about taking care of that person that's actually needing someone you know, to care about them? We're not focusing on that person. We're still leaving that person inside the classroom. On Friday, that person, he or she, was in the classroom, and no one cared about them. Instead, we walked out and turned our backs on them and still ignored them. Their pain is still there. Their pain is real. They're hurting right now, and no one's paying attention to that person that is hurting. Instead, we're walking out, and we're protesting guns. We didn't think about that when Timothy McVeigh, you know, drove to the the, uh, the federal building in Oklahoma City and killed 168 people and wounded over 400 and used a rental truck. But, hey, that's just me. You know, just my thoughts. You know what they say? Hurt people hurt people. Mm. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> that's a lot. I know. It's a lot. Well, uh, I mean, as I've said before, I, I think. Focusing on people is key, uh, and I think a lot of other people have said that. Rather than wasting time talking about guns, you know, again, the people are the ones carrying out the acts. Um, so, no, absolutely, every everything you're saying those those people that that we're ignoring, those people that get ignored, uh, you know, they're they're going to end up potentially being problems. Uh, they need attention, and, and the people who are problems, like the Tennessee shooter, you know, we we need to focus on that person. Uh, and, and and not focus on the gun. Uh, yeah, it's a big problem when you make the tool, you make that into what's evil, like the gun. You look at London, or mm-hmm. Londonistan, as they're calling it now. Londonistan. Uh, yeah. Nice. You look at London, first they banned the guns because that was the problem. And then they're banning the knives now. You cannot have a knife in public. So mm-hmm. you know... Everybody knows uh, somebody in their life or their family that carries a pocket knife in their pocket, just a utility knife, also for personal protection. 
that stand-up guy, you know, that carries around a knife would never hurt anybody uh, who would use it to protect you if the situation ever arose. That person would be a criminal in London. And what you're talking about, the tools, we're talking, we're focusing on the tools, uh, you know, so you ban this tool. And then if you ban this tool, then you're going to ban this tool over here. It's the, the mere fact of the act. You know, it's it's illegal to murder someone. <laughs> we're, yeah. It's You know, it's illegal to assault someone, you know, so you're still assaulting them or you're committing murder. You know, it, it it's still there. It doesn't matter what tool they're using. So we need to focus on those issues. What is making this person drive to that point? Um, and, and I mean, you, you talked about the um, the shooter in California, YouTube shooter. And you said, you know, it doesn't fit the narrative of, you know, of the mainstream media. But yeah, this we one right here. we were talking about this over the break. Uh-huh. Yeah, this this one here in, in Tennessee fixed the narrative. In Tennessee, this is a white guy. So they're probably going to talk about this for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah get I mean, out the plaster. What's going up? <laughs> I mean, how quickly did the YouTube thing disappear from okay. the mainstream media? It was insane. As soon as I saw that uh, it was a female, I was like, oh, okay, so this is probably going to go away pretty quickly then because it doesn't fit the crazy white male narrative of that tends to predominantly be a lot of, of mass shooters, but definitely not all of them. I mean, you could look at Fort Hood and uh, there's countless other examples. I mean, you could look at a, a weekend in Chicago uh, and see plenty of mass shooters who aren't you know, white men, but nobody wants to talk about those because Chicago has very strict gun laws and these are all being carried out with handguns and it doesn't fit their narrative. And so uh, it's just interesting to see kind of going back to the comment thing and how the I think the media has learned how to spin it better uh, for the general public in order to get their um, agenda across uh, in the years since Columbine. And they've learned how uh, to properly manipulate uh, the media coverage in order to make guns and the tool itself uh, the problem and not the people that are carrying out these horrific acts. Yeah. How many mass shooters are NRA members? Mm, zero. Yeah. <laughs> but how many are vegan liberals? Ooh, Ooh there's one. Uh, we got one. <laughs> yeah. And I always tell my classes, you know, before lunch, I said, okay, uh, we have pepperoni pizza, we have sausage, and also got a cheese pizza over here because my vegetarians, you guys are pretty violent. Because <laughs> when I give you negative comments, it's usually from a vegetarian or a vegan. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is. You need to eat meat. That's the problem. <laughs> you need some meat. I'm telling you right now, get yourself a big steak or something. Arctic Coolers checks in. Arctic says the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on the War, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Catch up on the latest headlines anytime at talk1370.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. 
All right, so I think we're scaling it back a little bit. I'm seeing reports of three people are dead and actually four injured in the Waffle House shooting. So that number looks like it's changing a little bit. So we'll see how that progresses along throughout the day and tomorrow. But you know what? Didn't take long at all. U.S. Congressman out of Tennessee says we need to actually impose some type of gun control. He's called for gun control. Uh, U.S. Congressman is calling for restricting access to some so-called assault weapons in the wake of a shooting at a restaurant in Tennessee on Sunday that left four people dead. They said four here, and then then they updated and say three. Representative Jim Cooper issued a statement Sunday calling for restricting widespread civilian access to military-grade assault weapons. Uh, That's Representative Jim Cooper from Tennessee. Uh, Cooper's statement came in the wake of a shooting at a Waffle House restaurant in Nashville. In addition to the four deaths, at least two people were injured. Now, the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department said via Twitter that authorities are searching for a 29-year-old Travis Ranking in connection with the shooting. And authorities had characterized the weapon used in the shooting as an uh, assault-type rifle, which is an AR-15. All right, so, um, man. I still want to get back to Yeti. I don't want to let him go. I don't want to let him go. I can't let him go. All right, so Yeti. Let's talk about Yeti a little bit more, and then and then we'll jump on to something else. All right, so Donald says politicians wouldn't know a military-grade bag of turds. I agree with you, Donald. Uh, Jack says military-grade laughing my you-know-what. And Donald says, of course, politicians will. Yeah, I know. James says it's like I can almost read that guy's Facebook page, and and I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right, James, you have to retype that one for me. All right, so, um, yeah, so let's um, read this alert for, uh, about Yeti from the NRA one more time. It says, for years, Yeti coolers have been a hot item for sportsmen at the Friends of the NRA Foundation and Banquet. Now, these foundations, uh, what, they, what the foundation does, it actually raises money to support youth programs and educational programs nationwide. And the youth of America who benefit from these programs are the future hunters, hikers, fishermen, the women, bikers, campers, wildlife photographers, mountain climbers, sportsmen, sportswomen, you know, and who protect our natural resources and recreational lands. And so Yeti has decided to, you know, actually not support the NRA Foundation, just like Dick Sporting Goods. And someone else came forward. Who was that? It was someone else, like Dick Sporting Goods and someone else. Uh, and then some other like insurance companies and things of that nature are, are, you know, cutting their ties with the NRA and stuff like that as if, you know, the NRA has anything to do with this other than, you know, supporting. And you know what? And someone came out. I don't know who that was this week and said, you know what? Republicans, conservatives, the, you know, the the pro-gun community need to stop being on the def- defense. We need to take the offense. Hmm. We need to change our strategy a little bit. What do you think? Instead of being on the defense, we should take the offense. Well, I mean, I mean are, we, are we playing checkers <laughs> and we should be playing chess? You know, whenever they make a move, then we make a move. Yeah. So if you want to infringe on somebody the way that you do it. So if I want to infringe on you, for example, then I want to get in your space. I want to. Get as close as I can to you until you aren't okay with that. And then I stop right there. And then you kind of get comfortable with that. And then I get a little closer. And then you back up a little bit. And then I stay there. 
And then you kind of get comfortable with that, and that keeps going and going. And before you know it, you're three miles back from where you started. Give them an inch, they, they take a mile. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Boiling a frog. Mm-hmm. What is it? Boiling a frog. What, what does that mean? You start the frog in the water cold, and then you turn up the heat, and it slowly starts boiling, and the frog doesn't jump out because it gets used to the water getting warmer and warmer mm. and hotter and hotter and hotter, so it never jumps out. Yeah, if you toss it in hot water, then it just jumps, jumps out right immediately. Out, yeah. Okay, all right. Huh, I never thought about it that way. Okay. Man, you guys are telling me you're, you're enlightening me. All right. <laughs> what firearm wasn't a military weapon at one time, says Ken? Um, lever action, boat action, pump action, semi-automatic, they all were at one time. I mean, my goodness, you want to say military-grade weapon, you're talking about a Beretta M9. Mm-hmm. Pistol, well, that's a military-grade weapon. I, I love the argument as well <laughs> that's, that's constantly used as, oh, well, when the Second Amendment was written, they were writing about muskets which were military-grade weapons. The <laughs> citizens had the exact same weapons as the military. And in fact, the main, one of the main causes of the American Revolution was the Brits trying to uh, take guns and military-grade weapons away uh, from the citizens. So, I mean, it's, it's a moot point at that, at that point. Sure. Yeah, the militia in the Second Amendment just refers to every person mm-hmm. here yeah. in this country. Everybody is the militia. That's how it was. Right before the revolution, these people that overthrew the Brits and threw them off our backs and gained independence for America were just people. They were just men. Yeah. You know, every able-bodied person was, you know, expected to have a gun to be able to defend themselves, their community uh, with the other men involved. And, um, yeah, absolutely. The the militia that we're talking about isn't some sort of formal thing. And and it, it was written... Because our founding fathers had literally just got finished fighting with a tyrannical government that way overstepped its bounds. And they realized, hey, this very government we're creating could end up doing the same thing one day. So we need to make sure that the people have the ability to do what we just did again if it calls for it down the road. And so that's, you know, whenever we're talking about the Second Amendment, I'm like, that's the that's why it was written, because they just got done having to use that right to defend themselves and to uh, overthrow a tyrannical government. Yeah, and the man who wrote the Second Amendment, it was uh, mainly James Madison, he was very careful with his words. And you have to look at the colloquialisms of his time, of the 18th century. They didn't speak back then the way that we speak now. It's still English, but it's different. It's more formal, and there are just different nuances to the language. And people look today, and they say, oh, they're talking about the militia. That's the army and the way that the whole Second Amendment was phrased. But they just don't get that that's how people talked back then. Mm -hmm. Those were the words of the day. And he was very careful with his wording, and he used the word arms, not weapons or guns, because I feel that the founders were way ahead of their time. They envisioned the future. They um, they saw that it might not just be guns that are the, the tools used at the time. We may have some kind of rail guns or light guns in the future, so they use the word arms, things that you arm yourself with. And so that, so that they could have some forethought into the future because people, I see so many people saying, oh, 
Second Amendment was written back then for muskets, like you were saying. But that's really not the case. That's not what that's not what they fought for people to have then and in the future. Yeah, Second Amendment interpretation is interesting. Uh, I've I've heard all kinds of people interpreting it a different way. Uh, and and one could say that the founding fathers viewed everybody who wasn't British as the militia. You know that this country is a militia. That we're you know to in, in a united kind of way. That we are all united, and that we would need to be if somebody tries to uh, infringe on us. You know. Mm-hmm. And you see, ladies, you know, uh, he may look like Wolverine. Uh, but he's actually pretty smart too. So, yeah. <laughs> so he looks like Wolverine, and he has a brain. He just plays dumb. Okay, so yeah, works a lot better when you play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so and you know we're not. Uh, someone said earlier this week that you know you you should support these kids who are walking out of school and exercise their First Amendment right. You know, and I do. You know, I mean, and I'm glad you're exercising mm-hmm. your First Amendment right. But you need to educate yourself on what the laws are also. Uh, because of the signs that I saw and the things that they were saying, the speeches they were making, the letters they were writing uh, did not – it actually did not depict what the laws actually are. And so, you know, man, learn the laws and what they are here in the state of Texas in, in, in the state that you live in and in this country because when it comes to, you know, gun purchasing, when it comes to handgun licensing and, and all that good kind of stuff or carrying a firearm or carrying a handgun, um, you, you need to understand what surrounds that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, and at the same point, it, it's, you know, absolutely, uh, I agree, uh, being able to exercise your First Amendment rights is uh, as vital as any other rights uh, listed in the Bill of Rights. But when you're clamoring uh, for the government to protect you, Ooh. that's, first of all, the Supreme Court has already said it has no obligation to protect you. So Even police. Police have no duty yeah. to protect you. Only a general duty to enforce the law. That's Supreme Supreme Court precedence. Yeah, and so... Be aware of what what it is that you're asking because I don't know if you quite grasp what it is that you're clamoring for the government to do because their form of protection isn't going to be a form of freedom. It's going to be a form of control. Mm. And, I mean, we were talk- you were talking about the anniversary of Combine. Another anniversary this week was Waco and the Branch Davidians. Mm. And 26, kill- tr- 26 children were burned alive during that. Uh, as a direct result of government action. So just be aware of the entity that you're asking for protection from and what that's going to look like, because I'm not sure that you understand what that's going to look like. Because 26 kids died and no one paid for it. Yep, not a soul. No one paid for the price. No, it, no, big, no big memorial, no big reunion, no let's come back and, re, and, and remember this, no nothing. 26 children died, innocent kids, and, and, and no one cared. And Jack says that left uh, the left don't want companies and businesses to have a say in politics and the same with churches. The same should apply to schools. Then if schools are proven to be biased or politically active, then they should be punished like the left wants conservatives to be. Well, they're absolutely politically active. They are. I don't want to say forcing these kids to participate, but they are absolutely facilitating it all. Yeah. Who's facilitating it? Um, the schools are and getting see, these kids out on these walkouts and all that stuff. They're supporting it because if you're a kid and you want to stay in school, they're like, no, detention. you need to leave. You know, everyone's walking out and you need to walk out too. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a choice to stay in school where you're supposed to be. Uh, you had to leave school. Yeah. I was actually talking to an educator here in the area and I, uh, AISD, <laughs> uh, uh, um, Austin a, Independent a School District, a surrounding school district, and 
I was told that it was on Friday, 420, on that day of the walkout, this Friday, that all the kids were basically herded out of the school and the head of the school said, okay, now we're going to let all of you have your opinions be heard. Your opinions are very important. You have 13 seconds, okay? And then after the 13 seconds, they just shuffled them all back in the school. Because they had, you know why? Because that was supposed to take place at 10 o'clock. And I believe they have to have their attendance completed by like 1030 at a certain time. If the attendance is not completed by a certain time, they don't get count. They don't get counted for having those kids in school, and that's funding and money for them. It's one hundred and fifty dollars so per student here in AISD, I believe. And and that's that's not a walkout. <laughs> the, the whole point of a walkout when you're doing that as a student is you're walking out of school. You're taking the consequences of that, which is likely going to be detention or, or some other form of, of punishment for as walking in, out of school. As in, by Felicia? Yes, you're protesting. <laughs> you're saying, I am going to take a, a punishment in the form of detention or something else in order to walk out to express what it is that I'm protesting. And I ain't coming back. Yeah, and the school, <laughs> the school allowing it and sending them out and having no punitive action, that's not a walkout. That's a school-sponsored protest. That's a school-sponsored activity is what I call that. Yeah, so this this rebellion is You mean that school-sponsored activity? Yeah, it's state-sponsored. You have to be very wary when this is actually coming from the state. So the school district in this area that you're talking about is actually supporting a school-sponsored activity, a school-sponsored protest against what the legislature has put in writing. Mm -hmm. Wow. School sponsored. Ooh. State run school. State run school. Public school. Public school. School sponsored activity. Let's go, kids. We're all going to get up and we're going to walk out and express our opinions. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. And Your you have to leave. Are important. You're not allowed to stay. You got to get out. That's it. Interesting. And, and like I said, we're not saying, you, you know, you, it, yes. The kids do have a right to do this on their own, yes. Uh, but my question is, who who paid for the buses? <laughs> and someone's telling me, oh, well, they raise money and you know for this and and, and, and they fundraise and all. Yeah, yeah, it's called taxation, right? Who, <laughs> where did the money come from? That's I'm just taxation curious. is just theft. curious. Uh, just want to know. Just asking for a friend. That's all. Asking for that friend, the IRS. All right, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we got, uh, and how can I possibly forget about the fact that in, and I'm, thank you, James, for reminding me, the hand grenade crisis is going on in Sweden. I tell you, they're throwing hand grenades. It's just hand grenades, just gun, this gang violence, not gun, gang violence. It's rattling the middle class over in Sweden. So you have Stockholm, a suburb of Averdi Guard. It was not unusual to see the figure of a 63-year-old man pedaling a bicycle home after the end of his shift as an aid for disabled adults. Uh, hunched against the icy wind of a Swedish winter. 
Now, Dania Zuniga had just finished a night shift on a Sunday last month and was cycling home with his wife when he spotted a just like a like something, an oval object on the ground. He stopped, reached down to take it in his hand. It was an M75 hand grenade manufactured in great numbers for the Yugoslav National Army and then seized by paramilitaries uh, during the Civil War in the 1990s. The grenades are packed with plastic explosives and 3,000 steel balls, well-suited for attacks on enemy trenches and bunkers. And when Mr. Zuniga touched it, it set off the detonator. And so there, there's a rash of grenades that are going off, you know, people being attacked with grenades in Sweden. And what do they say about the civilized society? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and you know, and you know, we can't forget about our neighbors down in Mexico. You know, honestly, people, there's a reason why people are leaving leaving some of these countries and coming to the U.S. There's a reason they're leaving these countries and going to other countries uh, because the violence is so bad there. It's so terrible, and they're coming to the U.S. where they have a f- the freedom and the right to actually own firearms to protect themselves. There's a reason for that. Regarding Sweden, they actually have an extremely liberal immigration policy. Which means what? Which means they were taking in boatloads of migrants. So you think this is a migrant problem? It appears to be. And just like, could it be the same thing in the UK? Which re- reason they having, they're having these, this knife problem? The most common name in London... For newborn babies, is Muhammad. Uh, I think he's just being racist. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Don't make me call. Uh, 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 don't me call somebody on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about Round Rock. Round Rock Independent School District uh, sent out a joint letter on for campus security. And so I want to read this to you. So if you're listening, Round Rock, and uh, we're talking joint. So we're talking. This is a combination of the. The school superintendent, uh, Steve Flores of Round Rock, the Round Rock Police Chief Alan Banks and the Williamson County Sheriff uh, Robert Chody. Uh, and by the way, uh, Sheriff Chody is a man. That's a great guy there. Let me tell you. Uh, while Round Rock ISD's goal is to provide a world class education and prepare students for a successful future, it is imperative to keep children free from harm while in the district's care. And without feeling safe, our children cannot thrive. For many years, the district has partnered with the Round Rock Police Department and Williamson County Sheriff's Office to provide school resource officers to protect students and staff on the district's 55 campuses. This partnership has been an outstanding arrangement. Schools resource officers not only safeguard our campuses, they educate and mentor students and create positive interactions with law enforcement during a child's formative years. The Williamson County Sheriff's Office and Round Rock Police Department leadership agree that the Round Rock ISD needs assurance moving forward that resources will be available to provide the level of courage, I'm sorry, coverage of our children uh, and the, the coverage that they actually deserve. This includes full-time officers at each secondary school, as well as officers who can provide ongoing security oversight at elementary campuses. And, and that's really important because when you think of school resource officers at the different schools around the country, there's always a resource officers at at the high school mm-hmm. that you may have you may have one at the middle school, but usually the one at the high school is responsible for the middle school and the elementary school. So there's never a resource officer at the elementary school. And that's, I think, where it's needed the most. You know, we saw in Connecticut, you know, 
know, at the elementary school there, you know, who's going to protect those little kids if something was to happen, a shooter or something like that. So, you know, hopefully they come up with a even better security plan. Um, I think Florida should have definitely come up with a really good security plan. You know, that school, you, there, you should be able to use a like, little swipe card to get in and out. You know, they should be able to lock those doors um, and lock it down. You can't get into a courthouse. You can't go into a courthouse carrying a firearm or any weapons at all. And I don't see why we don't have that same type of technology um, when you're going into a school, if you're going to have this no gun zone. If you're truly going to have a no gun zone, you need to make sure that you can't get any guns inside. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the nature of the existing uh, arrangements, however, creates a gaps in coverage. For example, Pearson Ranch Middle School is currently staffed by an officer from Austin Community College. And the full-time position at Gresham Middle School is now vacant, though the Williamson County Sheriff's Office is seeking candidates to fill it. Now, this patchwork approach is a concern, and leaders of the Round Rock Police agree that the most prudent step is for Round Rock ISD to form its own police department, as most large school districts and many small districts in Texas have done. This approach will allow the district direct oversight over recruitment and staffing with a prime focus on school safety. So I think what they're trying to do is sounds like the Round Rock ISD is trying to do what the Austin Independent School District did and come up with their own police department. What do you think about that? Should the school districts have their own police department or can why don't we just fund the sheriff department? Why do we need to separate two police departments? I'm just curious. Anybody have any objections to that? Any thoughts about that? Because right now, so I mean, here in Austin, you have the Austin Police Department. You have the Austin Independent School District Police Department. You have the Travis County Sheriff's Department. Didn't you run for sheriff, Eric? I did run for sheriff. I did. And so, honestly, I don't see why we don't. I don't see why we just have one. Should have just one police department. Have the sheriff's department handle all of Travis County, including Austin, instead of having the uh, an appointed person in Austin. I think that person that's in charge of the police department should be an elected position by the people. That way we can fire him or, or her if we don't like that person. Some accountability. Huh? Right. There's no accountability when that person's appointed. And if, when you're when you're fractioning uh, the police force as well, that, that also creates gaps in accountability because it's, you know, you can start pointing fingers. Well, oh, okay, well, you know, this person's kind of in charge of, of this group. And so if they mess up, then it's that person that, that's fault, at fault. And, uh, you know, it can kind of get away from the, the true issue of let's make – uh, let's get police forces back to protecting and serving, and let's let's men, let's try to mend this relationship that we have. Um, and I don't think that fracturing it into multiple groups is going to help uh, with that. If you're like, well, I like interacting with the school district police force, but I hate the sheriffs or blah, you know, whatever. It's mm-hmm. you know, let's let's start trying to mend these fences all the way around. And because um, I'm afraid that if you if you start another police department, then we get into that thing of you know the union and. It's hard for that person to be fired and all that good kind of stuff. When it's the sheriff that's in charge, you know, if the sheriff doesn't do the right thing, then we can get rid of that sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff is an elected official. Correct. So, I, I, you know, honestly, I think they should just grow the sheriff's department, just grow it and let the sheriff's department take over and take charge of that. There's no reason why the Williamson County Sheriff's Department shouldn't be able to do that. Uh, and again, and now my libertarianism is going to come out. If okay. you're going to make another uh, police force, that's going to be more – Tax taxes dollars. uh that's going to be a force that can demand their own amount instead of just having one overall branch that's dividing up the money how they see fit you're not going to have well oh we need a we need some more money as well here in the in the school district police force and then yeah for me that's you know more more taxes coming out of people and i loathe that absolutely so 
Mm, okay. And the school-based law enforcement began, just so people know, it began back in the 1950s in the United States and is especially prevalent in Texas, where public school enrollment tops 5 million and is growing at a significantly faster rate than the rest of the nation. In 2015, the Texas legislature passed a law mandating officers serving in districts with at least 30,000 students require specialized education and training to work in schools. And the training covers topics such as de-escalation techniques, mental and behavior health needs, mental health crisis intervention, child and adolescent development and psychology, positive behavior supports, uh, conflict resolution techniques and restorative justice. Now, focusing on these types of issues, as well as crisis scenarios unique to a school setting, will provide sophisticated and comprehensive security at the schools in our community. And so, like I said, the thing that that sticks out to me is the fact that I still say the the sheriff's department should be able to handle this. And I I can see growing the sheriff's department, but then adding a whole new force. It's definitely going to add you know, to the taxes because now you're talking about separating the police department and having a Round Rock independent police department. And I don't, you know, I don't know if that's the best way to go. I, I think the sheriff's department should be able to handle it. I, I think some of the problems that we've seen like with the Austin Police Department and things of that nature is because there's no oversight. We can't hold that police chief you know, really accountable. We can go complain to city council. And, and that's about it. But we can't go to the polls and vote this person out if we don't like the job they're doing. Because uh, the Williamson County Sheriff, you know, he, to me, he's doing a great job. There's an issue. He takes care of it. He will fire an, a deputy if the deputy does something wrong. He's already fired two deputies, I believe, this year that I know of. And so you know, he, you know, the people of Round Rock hold him accountable and he actually executes. And that which makes him a great sheriff. He does exactly, you know, he does a great job. So I, I, th- I think we sh- it should be an elected position and let the sheriff's department handle that and just grow them. And the, the same thing for the Austin Police Department. I think we should have a Travis County Sheriff's Department should grow and take over all of those police duties. That's just me, my thoughts. Yeah, if you risk losing your job, if you mess up, then that'll light <laughs> a fire under you. Yes. And I think it'll make it easier to terminate and things of that nature. Because what we're seeing is you're seeing um, this – situation of an officer being uh, either suspended or something like that and then they quit and they go move on to a different department i forget there's a name for that i forget what it's called that's that common it's got its own name it has its own name and it, it escapes me right now and so an officer goes to another department works there then they're able to continue on and get into trouble again rather than just terminating that officer you know at the initial uh, location so it's just mm-hmm. it's just some weird stuff there all right, so we come back from the break. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about what's happening in London. This this acid attack, you know, the, a lot of things are happening in London. They have knife attacks, and now they're having acid attacks, you know. But they don't have any guns. But you know, criminals want to do something. They want to cause havoc. They want to inflict pain on someone. So they're using other tools. Got to address got to address the problem uh, and stop focusing on the tools. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Common Talking. You 
you have made the right choice. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so, I know, in London, they're getting knocked down. I, I hope they get back up again, because uh, torture in a bottle, that's what's happening. People are getting acid thrown on their face as a tool to commit a crime. All right, so, uh, when two teenagers, uh, two teenage boys threw acid at a food delivery driver and tried to steal his scooter... Young Londoners sipping on cocktails at a nearby dim sum bar became their unwitting audience. Uh, So the acid attack outside the Drunken Monkey in East London's Shoreditch District was just one of five that the boys carried out in less than 90 minutes one night in July. And basically what they did is just run up, they throw acid on this person's face. And you know what that does? It actually burns. It burns and it melts their face. And totally, it disfigures them for for life forever. Ugh. I mean, it's, that's that's awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's crazy. Um, there, in London crime is getting so bad in London, and actually is worse there than it is in New York City. They've actually passed New York City now when it comes to their crime, uh, and they're not using guns because guns are bad. So they're using other things, and it's become worse in New York City. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Worse than New York City. Worse than New York City. No knives. No guns, no knives, and it's worse than New York City. Let that sink in for a minute. That's, oh, man. That that sounds awful. I can't even imagine. So maybe it's not the tool. British people seem really angry. I mean, what do you... I mean, I, I don't know what to say. They, are they, they? I they 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 see. I mean, I've never been there, but they seem really angry. No, nah, the Brits are nice. And look at their soccer game. We've had them on the show. We've <laughs> had you know we've had people from the UK here on the show. They're they're pretty. They're nice and polite. You know, we yeah, had Ed Balls. Those soccer fans. That's where the term hooligan came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, hopefully they don't start throwing acid in soccer matches. Those get kind of violent too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, what are your thoughts to that? Because they give us a hard time here in the U.S. There's like, oh, my God, you Americans, you Americans love your guns, especially you Texans. You Texans just love your <laughs> yeah, guns. Yeah, that's what there Ed we... Balls was saying. He was <laughs> getting on our case about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and here you are. You know, my goodness, you shouldn't throw rocks from a glass house. Uh, U.K., London. You really shouldn't because we're talking. This is terrible. Acid. I mean, it's 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 crime is worse in London than it is in New York City. That is just insane to me. That's saying something. That says a lot. Yeah. You, you, you know, leave us alone. You know, yeah. we, we, we love our firearms. We like our, 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 our constitution. There's a reason we have it. There's a reason, you know, it was formed in the first place. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, and yeah, we, we love our guns. It's part of the reason why we're no longer colonies, uh, Mr. <laughs> Britain. But uh, yeah, I mean, we literally landed in a war zone. Uh, between warring tribes, you know, the the pilgrims landed in a war zone between warring Indian tribes, um, and it was the the fact that we had firearms uh, that allowed us to kind of come in and, and become like a fifth tribe in that area, and it's kind of where this whole American experiment experiment was born from is these interacting tribes where you know they had all these freedoms that that weren't a, there in England, and it's you know that's why the firearm is so ingrained in the American uh, psyche and in in the American experiences because it, we exist today. We're having this conversation today because of firearms from the moment that we landed uh, on this continent. So yeah, and we didn't even need guns 
We had blankets and smallpox. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh. go. Oh. Oh. Yeah, cool. right, so what do you say to those people that say, you know, we should get rid of all guns in the U.S.? If you get rid of all guns, it'll solve our problems. Not going to happen. Would it solve our problems, though? No. No. What do you think? Would it solve no. our Why no. not? Why would I, that not? Because getting people, rid of all because guns. Because the problem is always people. I mean, that's that. my stance is always the problem is people. It's a people uh, problem, not, uh, a, absolutely. not a gun problem. So getting rid of the guns is not going to solve the it's problem. It's not going to get rid of the lead pipes. It's not going to get rid of all the, uh, the bottles of acid and all the other things. Uh, you can't legislate away violence. Can't legislate crazy. <laughs> that either. You can't legislate away violence. You can't legislate away crazy. You can't legislate safety into existence. You can only do that by yourself being a sovereign individual and saying, I will be the one that defends myself and my family and the ones I love. Okay, so what should we do then? So tell me, what, what, what are some options? What are some options to, for instance, uh, school shootings? So how do we prevent school shootings or can we how do we lessen school shootings well, what i want to know is what is the downside to metal detectors like what's the bad side to yeah it? what's what's the downside to, to metal detectors in schools it's expensive Probably it's ta- tax money uh it makes people feel what imprisoned unsafe is that what people say like because uh, as far as i'm concerned i mean what, what about the clear backpacks <laughs> I, I, I think metal detectors. Are, I mean, that's that's a pretty There's good your government solution for you. Yeah, backpacks? Yeah, yeah, a sign that says no guns is about as good as that sign that says, you know, left lane passing only. <laughs> yeah, and, and a metal detector is pretty definitive. You're, Some you're people not, don't know that the left lane they are not supposed to be in it. Nobody knows that. No, <laughs> no, nobody cares about that sign. <laughs> well, it's also uh, uh, never mind. We're you driving on I thirty five or slow pack right now? Left, le- get out of the left lane. It's the VIP lane. Get Everybody just wants lane. to get there. Move over yeah. to the right. You're holding up traffic. Look behind you. Look in your rearview mirror right now. There are twenty vehicles behind you trying to pass you. Get over. You're in the way. <laughs> uh, but I, I think a, a, another solution would definitely be. You know, there's there's been the talk of arming teachers. I don't think we should just arm every teacher. That's not a solution, but. Uh, a teacher who has the qualifications to carry should absolutely be allowed to carry on campus. Because imagine if you you were able to uh, take your child to a school and and the principal sits down with you and goes, "Okay, here are here's your child's teacher. Uh, they're going to be carrying a firearm. These are all their qualifications. They just went last week uh, to the range, and these are all their uh, you know stats. Basically, you could say, and th- this is uh, you know their history, their entire." background check. No, I don't want nobody to know. No, well, no, I don't, don't want to know because I don't want to know because then that person becomes target. You, you, there's a school district in North Texas called Herald ISD. Ever since 2007, they've allowed the staff and faculty to carry at the elementary school, middle school, and high school. And they don't tell anybody. They don't tell who's carrying. Mm. They don't tell you how they carry. They don't tell you anything about, you know, their program. They don't tell you anything about their training. They tell you, you know, it's classified. It's a secret. We're not telling you. Yeah. All you know is we're packing. And we're going to protect our kids. Okay, so they've happy, done it ever since 2007. A happy medium is requiring training without having to prove it. Of course, it's going to require right. training because then it becomes liability if something does happen. Yeah, absolutely. you know, so it's they're going to be liable for whatever happens. So of course, they're going to re- require some type of training and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think honestly, I think they should keep it a secret. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, that's a thought I hadn't even had. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm saying some of our. Teacher, some of our faculty is armed, I think is kind of an in-between of you're letting people know that there's armed people, but you don't know who. Yeah. And, and what other plans can we come up with? 
for, for our schools. Your elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. We got metal detectors, uh, clear backpacks, anything else we can come up with. The clear backpacks thing, just really. You don't, you don't I, like clear I, I backpacks? Don't, I don't, you Not know, even I mean, David Hogg pants? likes that. What, you, you clear pants? I can't say. You know, like how, uh, I was going to say something. You almost made me slip. But um, <laughs> Clear shirts, clear pants, because, I mean, you could keep a gun there. You know, it doesn't, the backpack's not the only place well, you can put a gun. What's wrong with a clear backpack? I just think it's stupid. I, I don't think, you know, I, I just, you can keep a gun in your pants. That the clear backpack doesn't do anything about that uh, in true. your ankle, in your sock. You right, know, so a, not clear backpacks, then just metal detectors. Metal detectors. What, there's, <gasps> you're not getting a gun pass. on my rights. <laughs> <laughs> the, the right to what, what? What's what's the right that that metal? That's what I want to know. That's what I was asking. Is what is what is the main argument against metal detectors? I don't know. Uh, I mean, my main one would be yeah, taxpayer money. Yeah, uh, tax- the, the cost of that. Um, but yeah, it's. I think that's a reasonable allocation of tax I'd, to, you know, to secure the school. Yeah. Yeah. But you can still walk through a metal detector with an AR-15, right? <laughs> that, that's also true. So you just have to true. start your shooting spree 20 feet earlier. Before you get there. <laughs> right. We're going to clear this area. Stand by. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a truth to that as well. I know, so what are some other options? Um, uh, because it's your, like I said, your elementary schools, most of your elementary schools, your middle schools do not have resource officers. Those, they're usually at the high school. So and that's where they, they stick around the high school. So maybe if we add we add more security, could that be it? Maybe add more law enforcement, bulletproof doors, that auto lock. I mean, school guard windows, uh, guard glass, school guard glass. Yeah, I mean, we've I actually would... tested that before. By the way, yeah, we tested the, the school glass. Oh, it actually uh, works pretty good. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of uh, again going to police forces. If um, you know, if they are not out there um, arresting people for victimless crimes or, you know, perpetrating the drug war, uh, we'd have a lot more time and resources to spend protecting and serving, and, and we could have spare a lot more officers for uh, being at school locations. So so you're saying instead of, you know, focusing on those little, like, marijuana, mm-hmm. which is, you know, we should get rid of some of those laws like that. I wonder how Colorado's doing with that. <laughs> is well. it good, bad for Colorado? You know, I, I honestly, weed? I think it's bad for Colorado. What? Like the, really? the full, the full legalization. I'm looking at pushing weed and guns next legislation. Well, look, look, I am all <laughs> for decriminal, guns. like decriminalization. Absolutely, Hashtag. nobody should get in trouble for it. Hashtag weed but and guns. The full legalization is turns everybody into into kind of a weed jerk. Really? Like, it, well, it's such a profit. It's but such a it, business now. Like it's become such a ingrained business over there but isn't it good for the economy for the state yeah absolutely but i think i think keeping it medical is also really good for the state without going full-blown really Uh, why well it's 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 a lot of money and it 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 requires people to you know do just a little something to get their hands on it versus everybody coming there everybody being able to grow everybody being able to sell everybody you know just Trying to to make it this okay. business, so that's going to be the next show. We're going to talk about weed and mm-hmm. guns now. We're going to have to, weed and guns. We're going to bring some people in from Colorado to talk about weed and guns and is it good? Is it bad? Uh, and how is it affecting Colorado? As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Keep your change. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.